Sup, y'all. Sup, y'all. Welcome to another episode of We Don't Know Her. I'm Katie. And I'm Christy. And today we are joined by the third part of our tribe. She has been the other friend that Christy and I have had for 100 years. We have no other friends. This is it. Um, we're here with Ray. Hi, Ray. Hi. <laughs> um, today we're going to be getting into kind of what has made our friendship last as long as it has? I mean, at this point, we've been friends for 12, 11, 12 years. Oh, God. I don't know. Right? Man. We were 20, yeah. I believe, when we, like, when we became friends okay. with Ray. Yeah. Well, you were 19. <laughs> yeah. And, was and Christy and I were 20. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and for context, you know, now, Christy and I are 32. Ray's 31. So, yeah. yeah that would be about right. Um, so, we kind of want to give a background story of how we met, what our friendship has been like, some of the highs and also the lows, you know, which included having other toxic friends around, how we survived that, how we made our friendship maintain and keep it going throughout this entire time. Um, and we think it's relatable because I think a lot of people are in this position or have been in this position at some point in their life. Like at some point, maybe in even like elementary school, middle school, high school, if it's not current, there's, you can be in a friendship group and have a toxic, um, a toxic member that is kind of influencing the group negatively um so we're going to talk kind of about our experience with that um well we think that it's important to share our story because the friendship between the three of us has felt like it has stood the test of time so Mm -hmm. i think with all of the obstacles that we've gone through individually and collectively on top of having that toxic component you know, the reason why we want to talk about it is not just so that we can talk about ourselves, but also just help anybody out there who's Mm -hmm. in a similar dynamic in their friend group, because it does start to eat away at everybody over time to the point where then everybody is just a shell of who they once were. Um, So just to kind of show what life can be like on the other side, you don't have to keep these people around and you can still remain intact as, you know, genuine friends. So yeah, and I think, and, what, and you know, on our end now, looking back, it's easier for us to say, you know, what are some of the things that we've done right over the last 12 years? What are some of the things that maybe we could have done better, um, especially during that toxic period? So we're kind of going to go through that and what we think maybe worked for us and what Well, yeah, because we're still, we are still in the process. We yeah, are forever. In, yeah. We are a work in progress. It's not to say that we know all the answers and we are the role model for every healthy friendship, but just no. to kind of give, you know, real life scenarios of how we have managed to navigate difficulties and, you know, our blossoming friendship after the storm of our toxic friend. So there's a lot of different elements to it, I think, but all that I think a lot of women in particular can relate to and hopefully, um, you know, feel like they're not the only ones. Yeah. So, um, you know, to get started, I think that to give people a little bit of a background and idea of, of Ray. So Ray, you know what? Why don't you say a little bit about yourself? <laughs> oh God, this um, is like this a is sharing circle. I feel like yeah. I'm at the front of like just the like no, like, like new well, kids. Ray, Tell us about where yourself. you're where you're <laughs> from. Um, anything else that you want to say? Gosh. You know, um, like long walks on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from New Jersey. Yeah, so there, and we don't hold that against you. I mean. <laughs> we don't always have the nicest things to say about UPA people, there, but it's fine. It's fine. That's okay. <laughs> it's whatever. But um, let's see. What about me? I don't fucking know. Like, yeah. Well, you love. Okay, you love yeah, murder. Um, I do. Big fan. 
not committing, like, really. well, not committing murder, know, but no. reading about murder. <laughs> at this time, at present time, I have not, but right. no, I like to read about it. It makes me feel um, prepared, actually, for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Yes. I don't know. Yes. It makes me feel like I've con- considered all the scenarios and I've built up like quite a library in my mind now of situations to avoid and a lot of red flags to look for, which um, yeah. makes me anxious sometimes, but I feel prepared, yeah. so it, it eases it in others. Yeah. Um, let's see. I really like, uh, <laughs> fun fact, um, in 2020, I was um, top 1% of Prince listening uh, fans oh. in oh. <laughs> Spotify. In the world. So, that know, is a great fact to know. That is, I think that does. Deal. I think that That kind of sums you up. Yeah, yeah, I think that gives it people sums, an idea yeah. of who you yeah. are. Roughly, yeah. those are some things, some good things to know. And um, a lot of the reasons of why, yeah, that's a lot of a lot the of reasons movies. why we are friends to this day because we have been held together by the threads of pop culture, murder, <laughs> and the spiritual realm. So yeah. we will get into all of that. Yeah. To give a brief synopsis because I think that, you know, we can get a little carried away because we have been friends for so long of all of the things that we've gone through, but starting from the beginning we can kind of just give an idea of how we all met because I essentially met Ray through Katie, but we then became a unit. Three became one at this point. <laughs> but um, so if you guys, because you guys were kind of the the initial, yeah. Um, yeah. Fr- like fast friends. So if you guys want to just explain how that came to fruition and then we'll get into it. I'll let you tell Ray. So it was a Halloween night. <laughs> I remember we were at a party. <laughs> this is the first time I ever met you. Yes. Um, you were Ian's new girlfriend, mm-hmm. and I guess everyone who has is like yeah the person that I dated that I yeah. referenced before that passed away. That is that's yeah. his name. His name's Ian. So go ahead. Yeah, he was. It was another friend from high school. Um, she was. It was her birthday party, and that was all of my high school friends pretty much. And then you came in with Ian. Yeah, and so scary for me. I, no, I can't. Imagine. But like, frankly, though, from what I do remember, you were. Just, you did not look nervous at all. You were just like, hey, everybody. Like, you came in. You were yeah. dressed as Batgirl, I remember. <laughs> oh, my God. And yeah. Yeah. The yeah, infamous costume. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was a Stepford wife. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Actually, <laughs> all of the memories are now flooding. They're coming <laughs> back. I had those. Maybe this is too much, but I don't care. Those, like, chicken cutlet, like, boobs oh, that yeah. you stick in, and they kept falling out or doing something, and you helped me, like cover me so I could rearrange them. That sounds about right. Yeah. It was meant to be. Yeah. yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. But yeah, you just came right in and you were cool and we were all like, and we like her. And that's pretty much Yeah, we, we became friends. Yeah. Right away we got along. I was really intimidated by the entire group of people. Like, I didn't, you know, have that quick connection with everybody else in that friend group. So I was really intimidated by the group as a whole, which I think kind of prevented me Prevented you and I from getting closer individually Mm -hmm. then. And then when Ian passed away, we became family. We were inherited, I like to say, to each other. It was written in an an unspoken will that you and I were going to look after each other. Yeah. Moving forward. Um, So... So then fast forward to when I came along. Well, which was basically, I mean, you were (laughs) there this whole, not at that party, but you were there when Ray and I really started becoming friends. Well, I remember, so I don't, like, all of that time is a blur because these were all stories that I heard secondhand from Katie about meeting Ian's friends and mm-hmm. what that was yeah. like. And um, then, like I said, it's all a blur, so I can't remember chronologically, but I do remember that we went to Ray's house a lot and, like, you were friends from high school. Like, we all kind of... Yeah. I just became, like, through osmosis, came through 
to hang out with the group too. And then over time, but we were always together. We were yeah. right, exactly. Like Katie and I were attached to the hip anyway. Yeah. So I think that we just we came as a unit, and then we just kind of all molded together. And I remember, I mean, we've talked about this before, but I remember back then not being sure. I was so insecure, and I was like, I don't think Ray likes me. Like I just. I just, for some reason, I don't know why, because at that time I needed like such blatant reassurance that people liked me that if I got somebody who was more chill, because you've always just been pretty low key, like you're not in everybody's face. So I was like, oh my God, she hates me. She hates me. And (laughs) then over time of like, I was like, no, she's, she is our people because I think it was probably movies that we bonded over first. It had to have been movies or music. I think it was Wayne's World specifically. Yes. I want to say. Most likely. And then from there, our love has just catapulted into so many other things. But, um, so yeah, that's kind of just a very brief backstory of how we all came together. And then we've grown into these women now. So, um, (laughs) we had like, we had at that time, like we had a really big, like we said, we had kind of merged your, you know, Ray, your friend group with our friend group. And at that time we all had a a decent amount of friends. So we became this kind of like super group. And then (laughs) as the time went on, you know, people started falling off and falling away. And Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, one of us would stay friends um with that person sometimes we wouldn't like you're still friends with a lot of you know of course the people that you grew up with that Christy and I aren't really friends with anymore but we were you know there was something about the three of us that was just a sure thing like I never wondered in my head like I wonder if that'll happen with Ray like I wonder if Ray will stop being friends with us or I wonder if like it it just seemed there was something I mean I like to think it's the universe I I think that we're just three people that were meant to be friends and meant to Mm -hmm be here for each other because we've been together through a lot mm-hmm. individually to collectively it's it's been a wild wild 12 years for all of us so um but that's just even that has cemented our friendship even more and like I will try not to get ahead of myself but when I think about like now that we're rehashing all of our early memories together when we were literal children <laughs> and now as fully semi-functional adults with our own <laughs> lives and our own families it's just it's so crazy to think, like, I almost, I don't know, I just, like, want to hug our little younger selves, and I'm, like, I'm so proud of we you were all so for tight. getting through so, we were also like, tight. we, not, I don't know, not to one-up anybody, but it's just, like, I feel like we as a group have, we have sustained such life-changing events yeah. in way, mm-hmm. like, life and death, like, multiple times, yeah. and mm-hmm. some significant hardship, um, and I think that that, like I said, just going back to my point of it cementing our friendship, it's really just because we were all there for each other through everything. Yeah. It, you know, that is the the foundation of it, I think, yeah. over time. And we all, you know, we've always, we've all been, uh, Christy and I have talked about before, kind of like that you need to expect what, um, you have to be on the same level energetically as somebody. So, you know, like if you're, what you expect of someone and you have to have kind of categories like uh, categories of like this is my work friend who I talk about this with this is my friend who I do this with yeah there's levels you have to expect the same what you um a realistic expectation I guess from your friends what I'm trying to say so we've all had that naturally we've always just kind of been energetically on the same level we've all expected the same amount and given the same amount I think um there's times of course where one of us needs more than the other if we're going through a hard time but overall it was always pretty seamless um in terms of that. And I know that that's not always the case and that doesn't mean that you're not going to have a long lasting friendship with someone, but Mm -hmm. 
but that was a a jump start and a head start for us that we just already were meeting at the same place I think from day one yeah yeah I I don't even I think because it was so seamless that's probably why it's so hard to differentiate like the stages in our friendship in the beginning because I it was like one point we didn't know Ray and then the next point like she was our family and we were always together and we did so much together and then as we grew into young adults in our 20s that became another really significant peak in our friendship that you know we had a fourth friend in the group and you know in the beginning again I it was all just kind of a slow organic I guess type of relationship and then it just it became this larger well, than life type of situation. From, and maybe, I mean, Ray, I want to hear what you think about this too, because I don't know if it's the same. We all, like anybody else, we all remember things differently, mm-hmm. you know? So there's, you know, your truth, your truth, my truth, and then the actual truth. I don't know what really happened, but from what I remember, um, you and Ray had an instantaneous connection that I remember being so happy about because I was like, I needed you guys to really get along, and I was so happy about it. Um the other person that was in our friend group, I don't know, really had that same connection with no. you. No. Um, like, I don't actually think we ever hung out, like, by ourselves. Whereas, like, I've I don't know that you did either. Like, you guys by myself. We're going to call so. her Regina George, just yeah. so that it's so easier. Just so that it's easier for people to follow Regina. along. So, Regina is who okay. you're referring to, um, right? Regina. Regina. So, yeah, I don't think I ever hung out with Regina. And like, I think that maybe yeah. part of that was that, you know, we that big group of friends that I was mentioning with that we had that kind of created like a bubble where you two didn't really need to interact individually, you and Regina. So then as people started falling away and the group got smaller and smaller and smaller, all of a sudden we looked around and it was the four of us. And I was like, Hmm, well, okay. So then we just had this other dynamic. It was like a Rubik's cube of like, I'm connected to you. You're Uh connected to Christy. Christy and I are connected I am not connected to Regina. You are not connected to Regina. Right. Christy well, is. And also, it's yeah. sorry to cut you off, but it's just like thinking about it now, like because especially after Ian's passing, when we, the three of us, like became very, very close, then Regina kind of, she separately, like you, me, and her, Katie, you and I yeah. and her, and like we kind of had this almost other little um, separate branch of friendship. So then I think because it just naturally merged together because we already had a connection with Ray. Yeah. So that's, I think she just kind of came in, just she was grandfathered in with us and it was like, Right, she was somebody that came in as part of that group that Christy and I brought. Yeah. Um, And Mm -hmm. it was really the three of us, me, Christy, and Regina, really, uh, for a while. I would bring in other friends of mine sometimes, but that was mostly it. And, you know, then the four of us had a dynamic that then – you know, I wouldn't say was the most natural in the beginning, but then after a while, we did have enough memories of just the four of us that it did become, it it, it became more comfortable, I think, in a, yeah. in a little, in a, in a way, but um, never really progressed. There was never a true, and I want to like make that clear because I think that's kind of a sign of a toxic person. There was never like a real connection of the four of us because people who are toxic like that and narcissistic and um, they they are always manipulating and controlling the situation. It can't be four people organically getting along. There has to be somebody that they, that Regina is closer to, to hold power yeah. over the other people. And Christy was the chosen one. And Ray and I were the <laughs> ones that were left to do her 
fitting to to make her feel better about herself right um and to make her feel that you and her did have this incredible relationship because see like well right how do you remember how do you remember like the formation of the four of us like was it something like kind of like how we were saying it's like a blur or do you remember (sighs) specifically having a first impression of her that was like you know we'll see how this goes like I always thought she was funny Mm -hmm. but like I, I but also like, she just needed to be the center of attention and, like, be, like, the loudest one in the room, which, like, Ray's I was, not. like, I'm, I don't need to do those things. So, like, it, so, like, it didn't piss me off or anything like that, but I definitely did see, like, I, it was more like a, it's like, like watching, it's like, like, like a, a drama thing. Like, it's, I don't know. Yeah. Like, you kind of saw it for what say. it was. Yeah. Like, so I didn't really Thank feel you. one way or another about it just because, like, I didn't have that connection so I was just like I'm not gonna push it like she doesn't want it like I'm not dying for one either so right that was cool so it was kind of like I think it was more of a toleration and like we had fun at the club and stuff yeah yeah yeah. so like yeah mm -hmm. I think that we definitely blanketed a lot of our friendship there wasn't like Katie said like a deep connection amongst the four of us I think that it Mm -hmm. became because we were in our 20s so like you know our priorities were different and they were just partied a lot that's what we did so we kind of bonded over that Mm -hmm. I think and then it kind of I think as we grew and got older and started to very slowly grow out of going to the club and like going to the yeah. bar and all that, that um, we kind of started to see where each of us were headed as far as growth. And that person remained stagnant and also just very poisonous to the group and trying to keep us stunted in like a certain type of control and, and just triangulate like the old Regina right. George trick of like, you know, turning us against each yeah, other. Yeah, like just trying mm-hmm. to. Always trying to turn us yeah, against like, each other. I don't know. Like, it, it was very wild to watch. Yeah, she would tell. She's she told us all individually multiple times to be angry with somebody else in the group. She told me to be angry with Ray. She told me to be angry with you, Christy. She told me. Um, she told me that you guys were angry with me, and then vice versa. Told you the same about me and Ray. The same. It you know it. She, you know when you have somebody like that, um, I think that's kind of. That's the difference between maybe somebody who is just needs a lot of attention because there's people yeah. who want to be the center of attention and they're not narcissists. They're not people who are out to do anything. I can be that way. It's not that I want everyone to look at me, but I like to be engaging with everyone all the time. That's just, but it's not to control the narrative or the room, like what's happening. She was doing it in a way of behind closed doors and in front of people and in a way to constantly. It, what she was saying to us was directly about how that would benefit her. It had nothing to do with A, reality, or B, no. what would what was best for us or trying to look out for us or trying to help us. Like, it was literally like, she was like a tabloid, like a real-life tabloid. Yeah. Well, and I, I also think, and Ray, I, I want to hear what you have to say about it. Um, from your perspective, when it was, like, at its peak, I think, and I was, like Katie said, I was the one who had been chosen as her, um, I mean, I was definitely victimized, but it was, it was in a really fucked up way of where I was praised so much so that it, so that she could always have me as an ally. Right. She always had me on her side because she fed compliments to me just straight up the ass, like all the time. Or like, then she would have like moments of, um, like feeling like she has a right to say things about me in my life, but then like I would just brush them off. So I was like fully gaslit. And then with Katie and Ray, the way that like she had 
basically skewed and manipulated my impression of you guys, like people that I had been friends with prior to her. But I, you know, I don't want to go too much into like my experience quite yet, but just like how, how you saw it, Ray, like, because you and Katie were on the other ends, like I said, and, um, the way that she treated you, it was, it was kind of universal throughout, I think, in terms of like giving you some compliments and like building you up, but then like finding ways to tear you down. And yeah, see, I don't know. I can't really think if I ever necessarily felt like torn down, but it was more just because I knew what she was trying to do. Like I, there was no question to me whether or not she talked about me. Mm -hmm. Like when I wasn't there, I never questioned like for a single moment that that wasn't happening. So Mm -hmm. I think I definitely saw it for what it was. And just because, like, you know, I wanted to be close to you and Katie, like, I was just like, well, she's not hurting my feelings because, I mean, what, like, what the fuck ever at that point. Like, I knew, I saw her for what she was. Like, I just knew that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I expected it. And, like, frankly, Katie, I think you got it way worse than I did. Like. Oh, yeah. So, like, I would. Yeah. Like. (laughs) For sure. So, you kind of had the advantage in that. You guys were kind of like a spectrum. Ray was all the way on the right side where it was like you guys didn't really ever have a connection so therefore even if she came at you it wasn't super personal it was just kind of being a dick or whatever like nothing serious then there was Christy on the other end of the spectrum who was praised constantly and never to be like she would try to uh tell you what she thought but no one else could tell you anything or she was going to come for us and then there was me in the middle where we did have a connection at one point but it I don't know that it was ever real I think that I served a purpose to make she knew that Christy and I were inseparable she knew that what she had to do in order to infiltrate that and get close to you and that was make nice with me and she did that for a long time until she felt secure enough in the relationship between you and her to then actually start showing her true colors and that she didn't give a fuck about me Mm -hmm. and that was in terms of like you know I we've talked about it a bit before but the gist is like um, emotional abuse, verbal abuse, gaslighting, um, f- physical sometimes abuse. Um, there was a lot pushing boundaries, constantly pushing yeah. boundaries of all sorts to try to get me to react. And I've talked about it on the podcast before. I used to get in fights, physical fights all the time. I'm proud to say I never hit her. I never came back at her. Every time she came at me, there was multiple times I told Ray yeah. that I was like, Ray, come between us. Answer. Come between us today. Like, because today's the day. Let's, let's go do something. Um, and, you know, out. I think it was just really, I, again, the same way that you were like, I want to be friends with Christy and Katie. I don't, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to really let this get to me. I had the same thing, but I knew that I knew who she really was in her soul and I knew that it would become clear to Christy at some point and I wasn't willing to break up because I said it was never a question that the three of us were going to be friends. I knew that. I just, and I knew I had to be patient and just kind of wait, but I never, ever, ever thought that the four of us would continue to be friends. I knew that in my soul. It's so crazy because I remember feeling, because I was in... I was the Katie Heron in a way where I was definitely the one where she was like, she, I don't know if she was, I don't know. I can't say for sure if she was consciously aware of like what she was actually doing to me. I think it was just natural for her to be very controlling and keep me as basically like her little puppet. And then 
Katie, you were definitely Gretchen. 100%. You were yeah. 100% Gretchen Wieners. And then Karen was just, right? Yeah. It was just like, I'm fair. Can we go to Taco just Bell? Like, like yeah. that's, that's <laughs> like, it was. I'm, pretty, I'm 30% here. It's raining. <laughs> and you were just kind of like, yeah, like, I am chill. And so it was. But what made me get through that is that also Ray knew. Ray and I had our own conversations about that through that whole period. Um, oh, that's what I was going to say. It's just like right. how I, yeah. I was so deeply engrossed in the cult, in the cult, <laughs> like how much by the cult, cult leader. Well, it's weird because like it's, although I did drink it, I, the Kool-Aid, I knew deep down it was confusing for me because I had somebody who was so like strong in her convictions about the narrative that she painted about you and Ray and like what kind of people you were and how we should treat you and how like what kind of friends you are so it was confusing to me because I was like deep down in my soul I know that these are my friends but now my perspective is getting manipulated to now like I'm starting to share the same feelings as her but I'm like it just doesn't feel right so my intuition was always trying to get my attention but I never leaned into it because I was just like I would rather stay like coveted as this you know, prize, then feel the well, wrath and I think, of how right, bad you knew it is. Deep, yeah. You knew deep down that that would come for you mm-hmm. if you were to actually speak up. Yeah, or and stand to up see for it. any and to, of you yeah. or myself. Like if right. I stood up for anybody, it would just be like it. Would, I would feel I would get punished basically for it. And it was just, it's just so interesting because even though like after the fact you guys had said that you were always having conversations, like I always yeah. thought that like time. Yeah. I always thought that Ray like. Not that, that we you kept didn't her, know. like that we left her. No, not that you like didn't know, but it was just like that you didn't have much of a feeling or opinion about it, and that was strictly just based off of the fact that you kept it. You were pretty stoic about it. You were able to like not be reactive or emotional about yeah, it. Yeah, I just it wouldn't give her anything because that's right. what she was looking for, and that was just my own little form of defiance, I guess. Well, I, yeah, that's why I never I hit her. That. Same yeah. thing. I would have hit anybody else. So they said one of those things to me one day. She did it for twelve, eleven, ten years, ten years. And, uh, you know, and that was the same reason. Like, I, I learned over time, honestly, it was an insane military training where I really learned to be, to have someone come at me in the worst way at any moment, any day, any hour. Like, blatant, too. Like, yeah. she was not shy. Oh, no, in front of people, but she, but also quiet, like, privately. Um, and I think All the above. That, it was just, yeah. there was Right. It was, it was, was everything. There was not a single situation where it wouldn't happen if it was going to happen. Right. And I think that you, like, I don't think I would have been able to deal with it if, if it was just me, Christy, and, and Regina. Like, I don't think that it would have worked. I, I, I needed to be able to talk to you about it because I think that a lot of times in, when you're in maybe a toxic, if you're in a group of friends and there is a toxic person, a bad person in that group of friends who's just always causing problems for everyone a lot of people are like yeah but they're never everyone isn't gonna side with me I'm just gonna leave like I'll just stop being friends with all of these people and I did I've done that myself with multiple other friend groups I've had so many different friend groups and I will just stop because Mm -hmm. somebody toxic is there and I don't I'm not the type of person who's like me or them I'm just not going to because they're not I did that when I was young and it doesn't work so well and also for some people just really quick is sometimes if you don't have a grounding force like somebody like Ray who can see it objectively and who has not been 
as deeply affected maybe if I'm correct me if I'm wrong right but if but as you and I may have been or like deeply um like infiltrated like like she was with us that you need a grounding force to be like no you're not crazy like well yeah you are not well, imagining things yeah no because like I mean frankly like like you said like cult leader man like mm-hmm. there were moments where I would forget like where she would be nice to me mm-hmm. like and I'd be like oh wow like oh me too maybe she is nice and then I would see her do something to you and be like, well, she's been friends with her for fuck longer than I've been around. Like, there's no way that that's not happening behind my back. Like, there's no right. way. Right. So it was like, then I'd remember and be like, oh, right, no. Like, I was performing something for her. I was doing something. I felt I was it. doing her makeup. Yeah. I was doing mm-hmm. her hair. And then, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was something where it's like, she does. She, she's charming. Very, and she's very, she knows, um, she preys upon everyone's individual weaknesses. She knows what your weakness is, and that's what she targets when she's trying to get something. So, like, she knew, I mean, I think the number one thing is, I, and, you know, I'm sure she could deny this and say this isn't true. She, there, I had no bigger cheerleader for my eating disorder than her. She was all about it. Like, the most about it. The thinner I got, the more she said I was doing such a great job. Keep going. These are my favorite. I love these posts. When I was, like, posting, constantly posting my body on the internet and being like, I'm thinner, I'm better, I'm better, I'm better. The time, the exact same time, Ray, when you said that you knew that I was too thin. Uh You were like, I thought you were too thin. She was encouraging it. So, like, and that's just one example of somebody that, this is a specific situation, like I said before, where we're not talking about like a difficult personality or somebody who's challenging. This was intentional. And I don't want it to come across as twisted. 110%, everything we're saying was absolutely intentional. Well, if you look at the context of the friendship, it's hard to deny that it wasn't intentional because the way that she would, I mean, she, going back to the point of how well she was able to manipulate me to then think poorly of you guys. Mm -hmm. Like it still affects me to this day where I'm like relearning that like these things are, they, my thoughts or like my previous thoughts about like whatever my friendship or judgment was of you guys was a product of her manipulation and like me realizing that after the fact and then now seeing you guys just as is like in my own eyes and what I truly feel is important is like getting to know you guys again because I was under this spell for so long that I was like I don't like thinking these things I don't like judging my friends about stuff that like really like about where they choose to live or like what their house looks like or what car they drive or how they dress or what that she would always reinforce so strongly about like what made a person good enough mm-hmm. and I and she just, hated Ray and I you know for people who don't know us neither Ray or I and neither you don't either really but like Ray and I really don't conform to, um, like, the more that you, Ray and I are both Leos, and the more that you push us and say, this is what I want from you, the less we will do it, the more we'll be like, that's funny, we then don't, we'll go the fucking opposite way. Yeah, we, we don't negotiate do with terrorists. Anything, I say that all too often. <laughs> it's so true. Anything else. It's so like, true. So, I, and I think that it was just so um, infuriating for her because... She wasn't able to, she was able to like paint the picture to you, but she couldn't make us do it in front of it. Like she would try to rile us up. Like she would tell you like Katie's so emotional, da, 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 da. But then she would try to get me riled up in front of you and I wouldn't fall for it. And then she would get angry because now it's not working. Like she's trying to prove a point and I, 
I fell for it for a long time, which I'm sure is why she was making a point. She was like, see, see, this is what she does. Well, right. But then, you know, I think that after a while, I kind of, Ray and I both figured out what the plan was and kind of gave less and less and less of that to the point where then Ray and I would just have our real conversation when we left or before we went there or, you know what I mean, some other point and then Mm -hmm. kind of discuss the conversation. Um, But like throughout, I mean, basically when that, when we all, so it was two years ago when we ended that friendship and um, it had been dying for a long time and it was at the point where, you know, imagine like if a weed is taking over a plant, you know, like it was a slow, like where it was growing bigger and bigger and bigger. And then it got to the point where Ray and I, neither of us would share anything. We would share fake yeah. facts about ourselves. Fake, Yeah, like re- not real truths if we were asked a question, especially you. Um, yeah, well, that's that's part of the narrative that I thought was who you were, was that like the way that Regina and I would talk about like, whatever situation is going on in your lives, it was like, well, Ray doesn't really share a lot with us. And I started to feed off of her resentment towards you for not being open. And, mm-hmm. like, it was painted as you just being closed off and, like, somebody, well, maybe Ray's just not very open and she doesn't like to share. But we've been friends for so long. And, like, why yeah. wouldn't she? Like, it's almost as if yeah, we, it's we thought you owed it Because to us. when I was with just you, though, I was a lot more open. Well, and that's the thing is, like, because you and I, was we would, yes, we would hang out alone, and we had a great connection, and, like, it was very easy and very fun, and it felt good. Like, it felt like a good friendship, and then it was, like, but then this other narrative about you would still be, like, in the air, and it was just, like, but that's just not Ray. Like, I don't know how to, like, reconcile that, or I didn't, so it was just, like, easier for me to then think whatever she thought because you know Ray just isn't open and she doesn't how dare her not share with us after we've been friends with her and we're so open with her and then finding out that all of this time it was she just talked about Kardashians she was not open no absolutely not well she also didn't know anything about herself like she's well, so nothing unaware in, there's nothing inside like, so there yeah. was, there's nothing going on in there it's just it wasn't but it's like I guess it just wasn't worth like I was like I don't care enough to like, try and be friends with this person on any kind of deep level. Like, you're just... Right. Like, I Clearly. heard her say awful things and, like, treat you terribly. And like I said, like, I didn't get it as bad as her. And, like, I was just... Well, I think... And it's I like, just didn't try. What, in that, like, in the full group, I just didn't try. Mm-hmm. Right. And well, it got to the point where there was a couple of times that you and I did share real things. Mm-hmm. And we got torn apart. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So we were then like, okay, this is fucking stupid. We're not going to do this anymore. We're not Learned telling the lesson. truth. We're not talking about it. And I think that um, Christy and I mentioned this on other podcasts before and other episodes where we've said, you know, that we didn't create, we didn't foster, we expected something out of a relationship. We weren't actually fostering an environment to even welcome that. Mm-hmm. So we wanted somebody to share, but we weren't really even providing a space to make them feel safe enough to share. Which I think happens a lot. But in in those situations, that's exactly what was happening. Where, you know, Ray and I are people that do like to share. You know, we're not going to tell. I'm much more open than Ray is. I don't know. I feel like you... Group therapy has changed that. That's true. Yeah. A lot better. When we feel comfortable in our group of friends, we both have always been open to share. Yeah. And I think that was such a major red flag when we both started shutting down and we were hanging out. We would come and be like, okay, and hang out 45 minutes and then you would leave and I'd be like, that's my sign. I can go. All right, peace. Well, Ray left. You know, like I got to go. So it... 
And then even that became another thing to talk shit Data about for. us. Like, yeah. see, well, now they won't even share. And it's like, but right, but remember why we don't share. Well, so there was, there was no, um, there was absolutely no awareness about like any other person's feelings to Regina. And like, think about yeah. how many times, like we have all had to, like we had, we all had interventions, quote unquote, yeah. about like how, and that Regina, she held for us. That we she never proposed or it. that she conjured up about like, we have to sit down with Ray and talk to her about like, all like the most personal thing that's going on in her life. And we have to talk to Katie about like how she's fucking up as a friend and how Christy is like fucking up as Katie's friend. It was like to the point where it was like, she would make a joke about it about how she has never had one and it's because you were the dictator in we this We were in group. a cult. She orchestrated we all of them. We were in right. a cult. And like, I mean, moving yeah. on from that part though is just because now I think the, the best part of that friendship is like, we don't have to go into the details of how the downfall came, but the important thing is that it happened. Christy saw the truth it, it, for herself well, when I she did. Well, experienced it you, right, right, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like you, but you, ex- right, you experienced it once you did and you realized it. Ray and I were like, Thank God, daylight is breaking. Let's run. We quickly. called it though. We did. Well, you we did. You did actually. Ray, you know, like we said before, we connect on all the spiritual stuff, and Ray is, you know, you have, you are empathic, and I don't know. I guess I don't know. I don't know what to call it. Like you're sensitive. sensitive. Yeah, sure. I wouldn't call myself. But you, I mean, you said on the way up to Christie's birthday uh, a few two years ago that. Well, there were two pawns the beginning in, of the, the end. in the situation that I'm no yeah. longer involved with that were necessary for the downfall of the friendship. So it's kind of interesting even how that played out because those two pieces of the puzzle who are actually just as toxic as Regina, which is ironic in a way, um, they played a major part in me being able to see Regina for who she really was. And um, it was such a quick, fast change in the whole thing that, you know, Ray, you saw it. You were just like, yeah. this is, this is going to change everything. Yeah, because I mean, and to make it like for anyone, like, you know, we're, your ex and somebody else that you were friends with, we knew we're both going to be a problem with Regina. They were. And at the end of the day, you, you know, it, it became clear that she wanted to control you and that you weren't going to be controlled anymore. And we all stopped being friends with her. And then after that is really when I would say, not only did the three of us, like our friendship start healing, but the three of us individually started healing. Like we were yeah. all in really bad places two years ago. I had just gotten married and that was great. But like other than that, we all had some real shit going on. We weren't in great places. And from then on um, was the next time that we all kind of grew together and all started like you guys both go to ther- all the therapies. You yeah, know what I mean? Like therapy. just about. Mm-hmm. And what do you think, Ray, is something that is so is different from two years ago to now in our friendship in the in the group friendship? Well, I mean, for one, the big one is like I feel comfortable sharing now, and I have, yeah. and I think I've learned to, and I think actually all of us, we've all learned to speak to the things that maybe we didn't do right, you know, acknowledge it, and be like, you know, I'll do better. I always think that like. Mm-hmm. I told you guys, like, literally we had this conversation, like, what, a month or two mm-hmm. ago? Yeah. And being able to show gratitude for those types of things. And I don't know. I just yeah. think that we're all much more positive people, frankly. Like, it doesn't have to be a fight. It doesn't have to be this no. whole big dramatic thing. Like, we can have, yeah. like, adult conversations Right. Now. 
I want to prove like what we yeah. what we thought the whole time. Like I always said, you know, for years, like if she wasn't here, everything would be fine. You know, if Regina wasn't here, we would have no problems. But that's fine to say. You know, grass is always greener. Everyone's always going to assume. And then to see that it was so right, like no, it, no, it's true. Literally, she's gone. We have no yeah. problems. Between there the three of us. a single like, fucking problem in two Not years. one problem. And I, I don't know there ever will problem. be. But it, it's also, like, interesting to think about, like, anything. Like, any any situation like this that it's, like, the unfortunate truth, maybe, that because we had experienced all of this together, this, like, collective trauma in a way, in different ways, it makes our friendship now... Not that we wouldn't be friends, necessarily, like, if she weren't around, but I think the friendship for what it means now is no regrets you know what I mean like I think that it has made us who we are in our friendship what it is now and it's like so strong and so much more connected on a deeper level of like now we are all being vulnerable with each other which is something we never really did like we never really had these kinds of conversations about like we never acknowledged the friendship for what it was I never talked to you about like how I really felt Mm -hmm. about like our dynamic and then when I was able to not that long ago it was like very freeing and I don't know how it, you know how it was for you but just even being able to kind of rectify my wrongdoing with you felt really good to know that our friendship can and will move on to a better way do you know what I mean no absolutely and it was one thing like for you to say it like it felt really good for me to receive it which is something that you know without therapies I'd don't mm-hmm. think I'd be able to have done. You know what I right. mean? Like, because I like to hold on to, th- like, not now, but, like, the old me, like, like to hold on to things. Like, that was mm-hmm. a reason for me to stay mad at you. Mm-hmm. Because right. I just wanted to be mad at you. And, like, yeah, like, no. I don't have that now. Yeah, so. I think that we're all able to, I think, I like that you said that, it's just about receiving, because I think that's almost yeah. just as important as being able to give it out to other people, because... Katie and I have talked about our toxic positivity and our our coping mechanism of always just brushing things under the rug. Yeah. Even if it's like a compliment to us, we've we still are learning to get through that because it's so uncomfortable. It's painful, yeah. frankly. Like it hurts when people Un- say nothing nice I hate more. things, and I'm like nothing I hate more again, than you like, paying attention to me like, in that way to receive it because like who wastes their times like if like if they're not some like crazy narcissist trying to do that but like who wastes their time to like genuinely say nice things about other people <laughs> oh i if know if they don't mean it you know what i mean yeah like, what's the point of doing such a thing like no yeah you wouldn't and it doesn't i even... would never waste no. my time being nice to somebody and saying something nice to somebody if i didn't like no. actually think it absolutely I would not never <laughs> and you know no. i think that is like also that can that there's something to be said, I think, about the work that we've done individually on ourselves because I think that as we've all grown as people, we've been much more compassionate with ourselves and being willing to really truly feel like we are worth being loved and being complimented and like mm-hmm. receiving that that good conversation about like being a good friend, you know, and I think that that's also where it comes in about like being able to take and receive that information says a lot about how you feel about yourself. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I can actually hear what you're saying and feel what you're feeling and think that it's true. And that's just, I think, on a deeper level, showing how the individual and then also collective work is what makes our friendship yeah, this absolutely. strong. Yeah, because yeah. I can't imagine us having like a conversation even close to this or any of the ones we've had. You know, Never. in the past two years, like, 
even five years ago. No, definitely not. Well, and I think that was something that I knew. I think that's maybe why part of the reason why I knew that we would, that everything would be fine because I did have those conversations with each of you all privately all, all the time for like, like, it, and that's why when Regina would say things like to me, like Ray is great. Ray's closed off. I was like, no, she's not. No, she's not. She was like, you've never been close to her. I was like, false. <laughs> Fucking yeah. false. I was like, you cannot. It was like, Christy and I <laughs> talked about narrative. another yeah. throwback. You know, we always talk about the hills have eyes. Christy's ex-boyfriend. Oh, right. <laughs> he was another yeah. narcissistic psychopath. They truly, were actually friends, Regina and him. Of fucking course yeah. they were. And he was so psychotic that he looked me in my own oh, eyes yeah. and said that I had had sex with him. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I didn't. I've never even been alone with you anywhere. I've never even hung out with you. And it wasn't even like, like I felt like I needed to defend myself. Like I was like, when you're looking at someone in the eye and they are bold faced lying to you and you're like, no, that's not true. She could spin things with you and he could spin, but I'm like, you're not going to tell me that I was never close to Ray. Like you're Mm -hmm. just, it's not going to happen. I was like, I still am. And when we're not, because at that point was when you were kind of really retreating and not in a great place. And I kept saying something is wrong as a group. Like we should be asking her what's wrong or like talking to her being like, do you need help or something? Like I was like, guys, like she's not, this isn't normal. And they were, you know, Regina's like, well, she's always been that way. And I was frustrated because I was like, no, she's not. And this is a sign that, but it was such a, uh, it's such a layered thing because when you have, when you have a toxic person in the group, other people are going to start shutting down. And then when they do shut down, you know, it's, it grows into this thing where then it's not like it's, she would only want to know about what's going on with you just so that she could have something to hold against you. It was yeah. like trying to get the juicy gossip from your life. Yeah, a tabloid. So that she, She's a right, tabloid. That she could just then be like, well, I mean, you know, say in the future something else happened, then she can refer back to this time. And like you, like she would weave these webs of your life and making assumptions about like how you and Katie would handle problems and like what that says about you. And it was just... It was, I can't imagine, like, how exhausting that must have been. Like, why would you even put yourself through the trouble of, like, being such a conniving person to involve yourself that deep in other people's lives? Because it was life. worth it's it, not, though. That's, it's that's it's just, just crazy. And it, because, and it was working. Right. It was working yeah. for her. And um, I think that's something that, and I, you know, I know that we've obviously are saying that we removed ourselves from the situation and that we've grown as friends and that, you know, we, we literally... I can't stress enough every single time the three of us are together. It's almost like we say like a prayer of like, (laughs) thank God. Like we can't even believe it or we can't imagine how much, how bad it would be right now, you Mm -hmm. know, or, or whatever. Um, But I just want to make it clear that this wasn't like, oh my God, we like made it out alive. Like no one has to deal with this. Having a person like that in your life is not par for the course. You do not have to have a person like that in your life. I... I really didn't know that. I thought, because every group of friends I had ever been in had an unhealthy person or a person who was kind of controlling the group in like a mean girl's way, you know, in that toxic way. And I I didn't know that it was possible. I had hoped that it would just be the three of us. But like, I didn't know that that was really a thing. And I'm so glad that 
we ended up where we are and that we've gotten to a place of having no drama and being in a space where we can all say whatever we think without judgment that's another thing that I think like we don't we truly don't judge each other for anything like no I will make fun of you guys sometimes and you make fun of me all the time but it's not in a judgment way like there it's not a real it's not a mean-spirited way you know it's if you watch you know Real Housewives of New York we're not going Dorinda you know we're, we're taking it lighthearted and it's not like a full-on jab and we're just roasting each other yeah, right and like that's it's... the thing is like but there's sometimes I think that's what starts to slip especially in female friendships it's like you're joking you're joking and it's like you're getting meaner and it's like mm, you're getting yeah, but we just really don't mean, get mean you know and we, we just don't lighthearted and it's right. like Making fun of me for Jersey for being from Jersey. Do I care? Nope. Right, because no. it's not a personal. Love Jersey. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't, but that's mm-hmm. like what Jersey is about, though. And like, well, it just doesn't matter. It's not like you're coming at me like my character and as a human being right. and like the things that you know bother me. Like, and we really that's when like it's too fucking far. We we lift each other up a lot. I think that the three of us are constantly always like, if one of us says something exciting happened we're all like you, literally the other day you should have saw the conversation we had about period underwear you would yeah. and, and you would Which think have, that oh one gosh, of us won a prize so you know things. we were all like oh my god seriously congratulations it's gonna be great like it's gonna this is gonna be great for you and, and we're really proud of you for taking this step and like well, we've we've you grown know. we've truly been on the same track and I think that that is one of the takeaways from this is just that at a very generalized level I think that when it comes to you know, specifically female friendships, when there's a group of three or four or more, I can't imagine having more than four in a group, just it's overwhelming to me. But, um, you know, just in that way of growing together, there's not one component that is trying to keep everybody down and to maintain control. And I think that when that is like, when there's a power struggle in the group, there's bound to be problems. And that's not to say that it will never work out. Depending on each of the people, if they are willing to take a look at themselves and try to work through it, then, you know, sure, everybody has a story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think that our communication with each other, although it may not be conventional, like, I don't know, the way they portray female friendships in movies and stuff where everybody's, like, No, we, like, don't touch each other. And it's just, like, texting. Well, you guys like, all hug sometimes, but that's about it. Like, we, we yeah, don't. we are not affectionate with each other. Like, all no. of that stereotypical stuff we don't need, but we still stay in touch in a way of like we're checking in with like how's you know how's your mental well-being because shit fucking sucks lately like how are you doing or I'm sorry that I haven't really been around and like been a very supportive friend now that I'm finding out that you know you had a bunch of this shit happen to you or that kind of thing where it's like we care enough to talk to each other address things if we feel like maybe we're getting distant like that there's ebbs and flows but I don't I think when there's somebody who is so just detrimental and toxic and poisonous and hostile and just manipulative. Unrealist, like just so, unrealistic expectations of what a friend should be. Mm-hmm. Like while returning, none of it. Right. It was That's when it's about... time to take a look. Yeah. And I think, and the, you know, at this point now, we are at a point where we know we've grown a lot in the last two years and are in such a better place than we were. At that point, you know, even, yeah, I mean, you and I, Ray, Ray and I were still talking, but it, it got to the point where even, like, Christy and I weren't talking as much individually because mm-hmm. it had started, she, because you were believing what you were told. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that version, I was, you know, Christy was told that I was boring and 
um, what else? Like boring and oh mean no, or? that wasn't even that was just skimming the surface, Katie. I don't know. I don't know. I just, honestly because like I don't have any flaws, so like I can't even uh, imagine like what uh, would someone uh, even say about I know. me? You know, it's, like it was really hard. She really had to dig deep to find to find something. <laughs> like what could you even so say? Like what? Um, like I'm like too funny sometimes. Like I don't know. Um, but no, so like right. <laughs> so anyways, um, so right. Tell us more about you. <laughs> but anyway, so I was, th- but I think that like when you, you know, we've gotten a lot better, but we still have a lot to go. Oh yeah. And yeah. that is still, it's like any other relationship, you know. And I just want to make it clear that like having a long term best friend isn't best friends isn't just easy it's like any other relationship like yeah of course most of the time it should be easy like it shouldn't but not easy in the sense that it's like that it requires absolutely no work you know what I mean you still have to put in effort into maintaining any relationship and making sure like if it were up to just me and like if we didn't put in any effort we could literally look down and be like holy shit we haven't hung out in a year and a half Mm -hmm. like yeah because we are that type of people where we just Mm -hmm. get busy you know and it has nothing to do with oh no I think about you all the time, and I'm like, oh, I got to, I want to hang out with Ray, and I'm like, when are we going to have time, you know? Well, yeah, and, I mean, life, life happens, we're in a, we're in different right. life stages, you know, and I think that um, we all have our own individual shit going on, and it's not just, you know, oh, going to work, there's like much more going on, but um, Ray, what would you say is, like, if you have any, if you had any advice for anybody else out there like in a female friendship like this like what would you say is part of our story that they can take away from as far as like what kept us friends and able to get through that shitty time I think it's sounds like maybe cliche but like taking the time to still try and make each other laugh Mm -hmm. because I think that that's always been kind of like the glue for the relationship it's like even in those really shitty times like we still just made that even just small effort Mm -hmm. still it was always like a big part of how we connected and just like even just trying to keep that spark alive Mm -hmm. just you know making that small effort yeah so finding so finding the good things about the relationship and making them a priority because they matter Mm -hmm. or just like you know a, a thing that like always reminds you of them like right I mean, to this like day... Like, Whitney songs. I send them to you all the time. Like All the time. Like, it's just things along those lines. Just anything to keep that memory alive. Anything spooky, really. Katie, like... Mm-hmm. Like, Katie, oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and every You'll time I see, like, uh, a hot guy or a guy who's, like, a stripper or something, you know, oh I'll send that right over to both of you. So, um... Yeah. My favorite... One of my favorite <laughs> pastimes with Ray has always been objectifying <laughs> men. <laughs> and it always will be, We're even so well into it. our old age. Like, we will be objectifying Ooh, men... All of the time. Um, and that is one of my favorite things about our friendship is that like, because Katie and I don't have that type of friendship and that's just, I don't, I'm not that yeah. person. She's not that kind of person. So it's not like I'm like out there doing that with other, my other friends. Like, yeah. no, it's I'm just, not that person. That's just not Katie. So I get, I get that part of my personality. Like I get that from right. And it's like just a, an added bonus that you are like, you were literally not to like gas you up too much. Right. But like you are literally like the perfect part of this friendship because you have such deep connections with both Katie and I in completely different ways. Yeah. But then like you and I have separate and Katie and I have separate and it's just like it all works together and I think that that's what we're saying as far as growing these relationships and like really um, making the effort to keep the genuine people around and 
you know, really taking a look at the ones that are not And being genuine. willing to admit that how important people are to you. Because yeah. I lived, I think we all, all, all of us actually did this for a long time of like, all right, you want to fuck around? Then fine, find out. We won't be mm-hmm. friends anymore. Okay, like, mm-hmm. then I'll never speak. Like, you know, we were all like, I... I was like, yes, you're my friend, but I've had other friends. I have other friends. You know, like, I can make it work. I don't need you. And I think changing my mindset, number one, is the only way that I got through, you know, that entire bad Mm -hmm. period of however many years, um, is, you know, really understanding that I, number one, look at you guys as family. I do not, there isn't a world that we're not friends. Like, it's just not, it's not happening. And seeing it and understanding, like, and not being afraid to admit that if something, that if you weren't friends with that person or something happened, like, what would you do? You know what I mean? I, I know I say that. We say that all about our relationships and our marriages. Ray's married. You know, you're married. I'm married. And we're like, fuck around and we'll leave. Like, I'll be fine without you. But then the other day, I literally told Christy, I was like, I thought about if, like, something happened to one of you. And I was like, oh gosh. I literally would die. Like, I would, yeah. I was like, I can remarry. But I, where am I going to find new friends? Yeah. Absolutely not. No. No. Yeah. So that's not an option. So and neither of you can die. And that's the thing too, like, just FYI. taking it back, like, to what you were saying, is, like, being able to appreciate that we all don't have to like the same exact things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that was always, like, like, I've never been into the Kardashians oh or the, like, You the and your fucking Kung Fu movies. Like, I, I don't even know, like, what, I remember I went to your house one day and you were like, I, do you, did I make this up that you got, like, a sword? Like, a, a samurai sword? sword? <laughs> there was a sword. A okay. sword. We got I thought so. I walked in and I was like, the fuck is this? And you're like, isn't it sick? She is. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And then like, brother. I literally, like, I think we were just like sitting around. I remember there's, I think there's like a picture of Ricky holding it. Um, yes. Is it signed by Randy Jackson? No, I wish. <laughs> That'd be but so like, cool. we're all, and all of, I mean, we're all, for the longest time before Christy got into it, I was on a house, well, I was on a Bravo Island of my own. Oh, yeah. You know, none of us even connected in the way of like the things we watched. Like yeah. all three of us are so, so different. different. Like even like our shared connections, like we do have them, but I think at the end of the day, we are all so different. Like our, yeah, like our superficial interests. And I think that like, it's always good to have, to have those connections, but at the same time, that's not going to make or break the friendship or right. it shouldn't be the only thing that the friendship is based on either. And it so. influences, we've all kind of like grown more towards each other's interests. Like as the years go on where it like, it starts to bleed in together, you know, like I, for, I listen to cereal because of you, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, there's things like that where I, that we kind of start to overlap and, and fall into each other's interests and start to like see it and understand it. And I think that it's, you don't want to be friends with somebody who every single thing is the same. Like, you're no. like, yep, same favorite color, same favorite food. Same, favorite. same opinion on mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, you know, like, we all love the Golden Girls. We all oh, love certain things so that we much. overlap that are, you know, really foundational for the three of us. Miss Doubtfire. Actually, oh, gosh. Mrs. Doubtfire was that. You know what? That's the thing. I remember when, because Christy and I, I always loved Miss Doubtfire growing up. Obviously, you did too. But in yeah. my mind, I was like, I love it. When Christy and I became friends, that was one of the first signs where I was like, oh, you love Miss Doubtfire? And I was like, okay, I think we could be friends. Then when we met you and you were like, I love Miss Doubtfire, I was like, holy shit. We found uh, our missing. This is it. Our missing this is it. Yeah. You have um, to love Mrs. D and then you're one of us. My, <laughs> my moment is so, so time period. I'm so ready. Uh, I'm so curious. Our what is favorite it? thing was driving around, listening to our jams. Mm-hmm. And it was the standard jams. Like Hanson was on there. We had Spice Girls. Yeah. Backstreet Boys, in sync, like all the classics, right? 
And then motherfucking Faded by Soul Decision came on. And I was like, hold up. (laughs) These are my people. Like, this this hits such in such a deep, deep way cut. for me like yeah because nobody else fucking watched that like Dude, nobody I'm ever you know listened to that song you. oh my god it just can't yes. even really get a good version on spotify that's how deep that cut oh, yep. and i was like yep mm-hmm. this we is will still have shy though if i ever uh, oh my fall gosh. in love so i mean that <gasps> remains to this day like <sighs> give me a mic and anywhere, out. anytime, any place. like we will definitely go to town yeah no and i think that's the thing is there's just a different there's just a different connection and throughout the years it's been it's changed so much like for the first couple of years that we were friends like I it was me you and your mom you know what I mean like me you and and your mom hung out like all the time and I miss her I genuinely say all the time like it's such a bummer you know that that had to end that you did have to grow up you know it did not happen a day too soon for me it sucks (laughs) personally I know and Ray's mom like Ray's mom just has like a sweet pool and like we would just lay there and like eat Wawa and like we were so thin it's fine (laughs) and I'm so glad that we, I've seen a lot of, like, even Ricky's friends, that he had that group of friends, too, that they had a lot of fun together, they partied together, and some people stay in the party, you know, too long, and some people leave too early, and grow up, and have, they're like, why, I have five kids, and I'm 27, it's time for you to get it together, um, I'm so glad that we all stayed on the same level, we all got into serious relationships at the same time, and for a while, we had, like, a family going on, you know, Mm -hmm. like, each of our significant others, we then had a whole it was definitely nice. family. Yeah, you know, we we always nice kind of shifted together, and even now, it just feels like we're in the same place in terms of that we really value working on ourselves, becoming better people, and you know, like the whole point of the podcast, getting to know ourselves so that we can show up as better friends going forward and make sure that we don't. Well, we have all let our guards down for sure. Yeah, like yeah. I think that we all. It's not necessarily like. I know that we love to paint ourselves as like these angry, belligerent drunks, which at times we were. Uh, but, I was, for sure. But we did we did have a moment where we were just like fun ladies, like ladies who lunch, you know? Like we yeah. were like ladies who club, really. But yeah. we, that's, yeah. like, we were like all happy and like uh, we were fun drunks, but then... Yeah, we were fighting with each other. We were fighting with was, other people. Well, right. Yeah. And I think yeah. that we, we all had our guards up, though, even in that time when we were fun, though. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what makes this this chapter of our friendship so much different in you know there's numerous ways but that in particular where we can talk about our feelings and like how I truly feel about you right like I love you but it's like so <laughs> like squeal but this, that's like, when I'm like I would never like even to Katie like I don't say Katie knows like, don't I would never say it. say it to her so don't. like we I don't we just, need anyone to say it to me I don't <laughs> even want Ricky to say it. don't know nobody has to say it but that's what I mean it's just like being able to even talk about like what our friendship is in a very um it's like a meta way almost like we're yeah we know it but like we've never mm-hmm. talked about it and when we do it's like this is foreign but it's like but this is nice at the same time yeah it's like it's just different and i i love our it's girl. like a new pair of underwear first it's restrictive <laughs> it's restrictive but then it becomes a part of you <laughs> it's so true it's and that applicable. right there ladies and gentlemen so is why ray is our friend if you don't get that reference, I'm sorry. We're not telling uh, you. Even I know that one. You know, where like yeah. sometimes you guys will quote things and I'm like, 
I know it's like of one of three movies, but I don't know. Like, cause sometimes you're like quoting one of the rush hours. And I'm like, but I, don't I think know. it has like, something to do. It has something to do with who we are as people, because I'm a firm believer. We were talking about sneakers earlier and like what mm. each person's sneaker says about them. It's the same with movies. Like Katie, you fit much more into our Mrs. D affinity because you are Miranda Hillard and like you, <laughs> like you are that character. So it's easier for you to relate and use in an everyday conversation. Whereas like Ray and I, like sometimes we have moments where like, it's just fun to be dumb and like oh, yeah. like and talk like just talk like garth and that's just I yeah think that's, that's just something uniqueness. i i like um ricky says this to me and like as a negative and i'm just gonna take it as a compliment because that's who i am um i have like kind of a highbrow sense of humor like i don't like i don't do dishes. i don't do dishes <laughs> i don't do reading i don't do laundry i i don't like any i i just have a really particular kind of sense of mood like i i quote like dirty dancing and shit. Like where again, Ray and I, Ray and I quote yeah. Baby's Day Out. Yeah. Ray and I quote really weird movies that are not like lowbrow humor. They're just like obscure, obscure just and straight Drop Dead Fred, like strange fucking, fucking movies. I whereas you guys connect in like a comedy sense where like like I would rather rip my own ears and eyes off than see Bill Burr. You know, like I would rather like rip my oh, whole. I, like Bill Burr. I know but you guys <laughs> like Bill Burr, and I'm like I would shove forks in my eyes and well, my ears. I think that Katie is definitely, we've said before how her um, childhood idol was Barbara Walters. Yeah. If yeah. That gives you any indication of like what I've her always been serious. Like. I'm like, she, somebody listen to me. She, Kate, like Ray and I are definitely much more on like a goofy yeah. side and Katie takes herself a little bit more seriously. But like even that is funny to me in its own way. Like the way that you take yeah. yourself seriously is funny I would to say me. I take, You're so I, funny. I would yeah, say I take myself serious. I don't, like Katie. I'm not, I, I don't think, you think I really take myself seriously? Like I think it depends on what it is. It depends. Well, yeah, it's like you take your character very seriously. Yes. I guess mm-hmm. is 100%. probably the better way to say yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Like Katie's not like a stick in the mud. No, by no, no. Means, you're but fun, it's... and like you know how to have fun, and like you're funny and you're witty, but you just take you're, like your character and like yeah, morally, like every grain in your body, you just take it very you, serious. Yes. Very serious. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah, if I if the I feel fibers something, of your woven soul are serious. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You take them. Seriously. And I like I can make it sound serious. Like if I find a new laundry detergent that I really yeah. like, and I'm telling you I really like it, like you'll think that I am preaching like the Bible to you, and it's just. And I'll that's Katie, the part. Where I'll tell Katie like something sales, that, like, so it's like, it could be, like, an actress or something that, like, Katie likes. And if I'm like, yeah, I don't really like her. She's like, let me tell you all the reasons why you should. You're <laughs> like, <"Lively>, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, She's like, no, yeah, I'm not. You don't understand. Rag, I think of you. Yeah, that, yeah. If I was, like, if I had more of a, that's the thing, is I have all the makings of, like, being somebody like that. And, like, the, the perfectionism and, like, the, yeah. and yet, accomplish nothing. But yeah, We're getting so, off topic here. <laughs> okay, so I think that we could, a good wrapping up point would just be to give the audience a little bit of an idea of Ray's fun side, maybe her mm-hmm. personal side, ask her a few questions to get to know her. We will obviously ask her our, our age-old question as well. Mm-hmm. But um, for the audience out there, and this could also be dating us, but like I don't give a shit because this is our show and like you're our friend and yeah. <laughs> like we know what you like. So... <laughs> but I don't really give a shit, so... <laughs> So I, I have a few questions, and Katie, feel free to chime in if you have any. So, going back to our our pop culture references. So number one, what is your favorite Jim Carrey movie? Oh, that's a tough one. There's I so purposely picked from. hard-hitting questions. <sighs> I want to say Pet Detective, but it's really Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. I fucking love Dumb and Dumber number one. so much. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you cry when you sat in the in the van? 
I did. Oh <laughs> yeah, I lifted the leg and every. You I, have to tell the, tell them where you uh, saw it, like how you guys, were able to live out your dream. It was just before we all succumbed to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. It was literally the last social thing that I did. Yep. I went to like this car show of sorts that was held in like the convention center in Philly. And it was a bunch of cars that I didn't care about. There were some that were cool. Most of them were like I went to fast it and furious things, which I'm not really into. I like antique cars, but mm-hmm. overall, wasn't the best time. And then I walked down like one of the last corridors, and there it is, <laughs> right in front of me, the Mirth Mobile. So I like almost shit myself immediately when I saw that. Like it's got Wayne's World all over it. And then I find out that you, I thought I could just look at them. No. For the small fee of $20, which I would have paid $1,000 more. It was $20 a car. I would have given them $50 a car, $100 a car. You could sit in it. Guys, the red vine was still in the ceiling. Oh, my God. So I got to sit in the Mirthmobile. So it was like happiest day of my life, right? I turn a corner and there it is. The Shaggin' Wagon. The Shaggin' Oh, shaggin my wagon. God. My cuts. <laughs> That was really cool to see. It was yeah. amazing. <laughs> I just... The pictures that we got from Ray. I've uh, never been more jealous <laughs> in my life, I don't think, when she uh, sent me a picture of her in the Shaggy Wagon. I was so happy. The kid, like, who did it, like, I don't know. He had to have been, like, in his young 20s. Like, he was cracking up because he was like, uh, this poor old woman, I've made her day with, this, <laughs> with these antique cars from movies I've never seen. Yeah. And he was like, I don't know this. And I was oh like, my God. can I lift the leg? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, watch, watch, watch. Uh, oh my God. No, just tell it to me. I have a really my good memory. moment. Um, okay. <laughs> next, next question. Because this may bleed it over into it um, somehow. Um, but who is your dream dinner guest? Huh. You could pick a few if you want. Because I know it's hard to pick one. Shit. Dream dinner guest. Mm-hmm. I would say Prince, but I just don't think there would be a lot to talk about. Yeah, he'd be I very love him so secretive. Much. Mm-hmm. He's just so secret. I would just be like, you could just stare at him. I love him. Michael. Baskin shared glory. so many clothes. Um, I would actually. <laughs> he's still alive. I would go out with Morris Day because I bet you he would be the most fun. Morris <laughs> Day of the time. Oh, um, those we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rock, obviously. Of course. Oh, he's just. Yes. I it's love him. him so much. Yes. Okay, so we'll go with we'll go with Morris Day. I think he would be so much fun. Okay, I like it. Um, this is a good segue. So There's fuck so many. fuck Mary Kill, The Rock, <laughs> Patrick Swayze, <gasps> and Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh God, no! Ray, <laughs> how could you? Ray, Ray I only care about one of those it. men. So you better, in my honor, you. Well, better I mean, I would marry Patrick here. Swayze, obviously. Hundred percent. Well, you know, either way. Obviously, who are the others? The Rock and Jean Claude. Oh, I think we no. know. Ray, I think I would have to answer. kill Jean-Claude. I'm sorry. 100%. I thought, I'm sorry. Yeah. Who's honestly, not going to have sex with The Rock? I know. Stop that. And I would honestly, never. And I would never. The, John, JC has a questionable past. Right. And so he I could, would kill he him. Could, um, I think killing him, would. he could take it. You know yeah. what I mean? So, I've seen his ass get kicked to almost smithereens. But the problem is, right when he's at his bottom, that's when he comes right um, up to the top. Well, I've seen it a million times. <laughs> you know? Tells all the time. Nobody knows. Tells all the time. he does. Um, and then last question. I'm really coming uh, for your heart in these questions, but um, uh, kung fu or comedy? Oh, fuck. Why can't we have both with Rush Hour? Okay, yeah. No, right? Good call. Right? Like, good call, right? right? Like, that's why That's why See? we bring you on, because <laughs> you give <laughs> the people what they the want. answering the hard-hitting questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. 
Um, it man, so good though. If you don't it man, it. very serious, but it's so good. If you don't um, mind, write, like reading subtitles. Oh yeah, I could, I could. It's, I, I just so can't, good. I can't be stoned when I'm reading though, because then I just lose track of time, and I mean, I need rush hour at that point. Frankly, the movie's so GD exciting, like it might keep your attention. Okay, wow. Like this man is so fucking nimble. He's the it man. He is the it man. <laughs> He's the guy who trained. Well, not the actual one, but he trained um, my boy. Bruce Lee. Mm. Yeah. He was his Sifu, guys. I love... It's really good. I love a good kung fu when it, there's comedy mixed in, even better. it It's very mesmerizing, if anything. I'm just taken aback. Yeah. There so. must be a gene or something that I'm missing. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's your Barbara Walters maybe yeah. in you. <laughs> I think it's the Barbara that comes out where it's just like, Is it's it? not for me. Uh, it just doesn't yeah, do it for it's just, oh, I've always liked it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to ask you the question that we end with for everyone, and I'm curious to hear what you say about this. <laughs> what is something about your former self that makes you say, I don't know her? Anything you used to do, used to eat, used to watch, used to think that you are like, I literally can't even imagine doing that now. Like, I'm so different. Oh, probably getting as angry as I used to get. I think mm-hmm. I'm a lot more even keeled now, mm-hmm. whereas in, I think I'm a lot more empathetic and understanding mm. than I used to be. Yeah. And then willing to, instead of just like hold it all in and then like just simmer about it forever, I'm able to get, get it out now. Mm-hmm. So that's a big change. That is Because like literally everything else about me has remained the literal same. Mm-hmm. I well, still I mean, watch the same movies. I still listen to the same music. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's a that's a tough one when it comes to that kind of stuff. But I think when it comes to your growth as a person, it's always yeah. important to, you know, make changes. I thought you were going to say, you know, like, hanging out with, like, crust punks in, in abandoned oh. houses or something like that. They weren't abandoned. Drinking 40s in, like, a, in like you know, rundown like, homes. Ray said they weren't abandoned. They weren't, they weren't happy. People were living there. They true. shouldn't have been, but they were. But I think that that's a part of you, though, in a way. You know yeah, no, I, mean? I don't regret that. It was a good time. No, not I regret. Just something that's very different. Yeah, you know, that's what I... do that now. I'm, like, in bed. Yeah, but no, I think your answer is good. But. I think, I like, I've said before, on, you know, I have the same answer, basically, is, like, I don't yeah. hit people. Like, I don't get in physical altercations anymore. I don't. It's hard to imagine really being that that angry yeah. now. Like I, I really don't. It's exhausting. I've said it. We've said it before. Gosh. It's just tiring now. Like it takes no. so much. And effort. I I almost get like annoyed when I start to feel that even starting to happen because I'm like now like what the day's gonna be ruined. Like no, yeah. no. Well, there's no. moments where like if I start to feel that way, where I start like it starts coming out in what I say, and like she wants to fucking do this, and I'm <laughs> and I'm like okay, Christy, relax. Like you sound <laughs> yeah. like an idiot. Shut up. You're not gonna do shit. You're gonna go to bed at nine o'clock like you do. Well. Probably not nine, but um, yeah, you're not going to do shit, so just shut up. I I just want to say, Ray, that I we're going to have you on again. I mean, I think yeah, that there's more. We can yeah, definitely. We, we can get into, like, so this was just, so people know we talk about you all the time, and so people know who you are and have an idea of, like, what we went through as a friend group, and yeah, we're I proud of that, where, I'm proud of where we are. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I'm grateful. Do you have any, either one of nice. you have any other things you wanted to add as far as takeaways or... We're you know. the three best friends that anyone could have. Yeah. Truly. We have, we have a playlist to prove it. Yeah, yeah. we do. If what you're interested, that? you know, hit us it's up. A, we'll we'll share it with you. Yeah. Well, um, you did great. Thanks for coming Thanks, on. Yeah. Thanks for sharing your story with Thanks us. Thanks for having me. And, um, yeah, Katie, take it away. <laughs> All right. Well, you could always 
I I personally would highly recommend following us on Instagram, oh, okay. liking our pictures, commenting on them. We can. Do yeah, that you now. could follow us, DM us, uh, like our photos. That's all at We Don't Know Her Pod on Instagram. You could also email us at We Don't Know Her Pod at gmail.com with any of your burning questions. Ask us to play your bat mitzvah, any of the things. Um, we're, we'd be happy to do it. Truly, uh, we'll make a Zoom appearance, honestly, for free. So um, <laughs> just let us know about that, and you could also leave a review. We can't stress enough that we would really appreciate it. Leave us only five stars exclusively. And um, I think that's it, right? Yeah. We will see y'all on the other side. Peace. Bye.